I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome warrior, you're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Fertility Warriors. This episode is going to be a bit like, I don't call myself a fertility coach because truly I I don't think that I am, but this episode is going to be a little bit like a coaching session, I feel in that I'm going to give you some exercises. And for everyone who is currently part of the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program, we've welcomed so many people just recently. I think this is going to be helpful for you and supplement our training together. For those of you who aren't part of the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program, I think this is going to be helpful for you as well. Although if you want to go to the next level, if you want to keep exploring how you're feeling, etc., I'm going to give you one or two links, but I do really recommend that you join the waitlist for the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program. And just to give you a bit of research, which I'm sure I've shared before, mind body programs can significantly improve your chances of IVF cycles working. And when something is just a couple of hundred dollars and it potentially has the impact of saving you thousands of dollars, and when the research shows uh, like a 20% success rate versus, for example, a 52% success rate, I know that I would want to be in the 52% success rate group with a program that complements whatever treatments I'm going on, including whether you are seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist and is something that is going to help you feel positive, then I just feel like it's a no-brainer. I say this to people all the time. But one of the things that I see people coming into the Fertility Warrior Intensive Program with, and that's because this is a program for like type A women. If you're a successful professional woman and you are trying to fall pregnant, if you're anything like me, You are the type of person who's like, head down, bum up, let's work at this. I'm going to do what it takes to fall pregnant. And then a few things might happen. So one thing that might happen is that you feel like you are working like a hamster on a wheel. You're doing the diet stuff, the supplements, you're seeing an acupuncturist, you're Like for the people who joined my program, you are part of the Fertility Warrior Intensive now. Like you've just joined this program and now it's like, holy shit, I am doing all these things. And you might start feeling like you've just lost the mojo and the motivation that you had when you were like six months in and realized that it wasn't going to be a piece of cake. You might be feeling completely absolutely overwhelmed because all you do is spend your days going between the fertility clinic, the acupuncturist, juggling work, doing like some form of yoga and all of these things. You might especially be feeling right now, like all of the things that were in your self-care toolkit, like your yoga class, if you are in uh, somewhere that's been shut down or is still in lockdown as a result of coronavirus, like all of the things that you had in your toolkit, you now no longer have in your toolkit. So what the F? And if you feel part anger, part completely frantic, 
then it like it's possibly a sign that there's just too much going on and that the trauma slash stress slash anxiety of infertility is starting to take a physiological toll on your body. So I did a free masterclass not that long ago that was called Conquer Stress Hack Fertility. We'll be running it again soon and we'll run it live next time, which will be exciting. But in that, I shared some statistics about depression and anxiety in infertility. And one study showed that 39% of women showed strong depressive symptoms when they were going through infertility. And another study showed that 79% of women showed significant symptoms of anxiety. And within that group was also 61% of men showed significant signs of anxiety during infertility. So it's a thing, but if you are feeling like you've tried all the things, which might be, you know, like if you're anything like me, like just give me the fucking checklist and I will check these things off. And that's, you know, kind of how I started. But as you go on this journey, I don't know about you, but it just gets really hard to be checking off all of these things because it feels like you're trying all these things and it's not working, but also there's so many things. And so here's why I think if you are doing absolutely nothing to fall pregnant, well, that's a bit different. But if you're doing all of these things and it still hasn't worked, then this is my advice reduce some of the things that you are doing. That might be completely fear inducing to you, but here's the thing. Perfection is a unicorn. It does not exist. There is most likely never going to be a time when you will know exactly what's working and what's not working in terms of like your diet changes and things like that. Like if you are Sometimes you will know because you'll do an elimination diet and then you'll discover some of the things that you might be like intolerant to. But if you're trying all the things and you don't really notice any kind of symptoms, you don't feel any different, then maybe that's a sign that what you're doing is not really having an impact on you other than creating additional stress in your life. And sometimes what happens when we're running around like a headless chook trying to do all the things with infertility and then starting to feel angry, frantic, jealous, jaded, hopeless, exhausted, um, all of those things that we can start like almost sabotaging our fertility and our chances of falling pregnant. So I talk about it a lot because it's, I guess, the basis of what I do, that sometimes when we just trip our bodies into this state of constantly dripping cortisol, Or sometimes there are people who have like severe adrenal fatigue who actually have quite low cortisol levels in their bodies. It can affect us in like lots of different ways, but you would know yourself. Are you feeling angry, frantic, like you just can't seem to muster the energy to feel positive anymore? I would ease up on all of the self-diagnosis stuff that you're doing because what can happen is you're just not getting that chance to reset your body. You're not getting the chance to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. You're existing in this state of nervous energy and anxiety all of the time, which is not going to help your hormones. It's not going to help your cells repair and your levels of oxidation. It's not going to help your sleep. So important for our fertility. 
you're going to end up with poor metabolism. You're going to end up with really poor decision-making skills because just the way that our body works, it's all so interconnected. And when we have people who have this low level, constant anxiety, we can end up with like a really poor prefrontal cortex response. And our prefrontal cortex is the area of our brain that's responsible for so many things. It's one of those like top level brain areas. Part of what it's responsible for is decision-making clarity in our brains, really good responses in our body. And so all of that stuff can kind of go downhill when we are feeling really overwhelmed and doing more things than in actual fact we think we can handle. And so we can end up doing things like just taking all of these supplements just because when actually that it's not the wisest thing or there's no real cause in ourselves to take those supplements other than that, you know, you heard on the internet that there was this thing called maca that was good for hormones, so you're taking that. And then you heard about myo-inositol, so you're also taking that. Then, you know, someone talked about vitamin D, so you're also taking vitamin D and iron and essential fatty acids, etc., 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 etc. And unless you're seeing somebody professional who's not just trying to put you on a thousand and one supplements for a long, long extended period of time without proper reason, then it might not be doing you any good. So if that is the case and it's trying to throw your body into balance and forcing your body into balance by doing 12,521 things, it can then start throwing your body out of balance. Does that make sense? Because it's starting to tip us into this feeling, this response in our bodies of really high anxiety. So it's just making everything harder. Sometimes if you're trying to make all of these diet changes, but you're existing in this level of anxiety, then you might not be able to go through with it. And sometimes that's because like when your sleep is affected and you've had low levels of sleep, they've shown that your body craves more carbs, more fatty foods, more sugar. And so it's almost like, do you see how you might be then like sabotaging yourself? Then what happens is like if you're trying to make diet changes and it's not happening or you like you keep having moments where you're not perfect, which like I said, perfection is a unicorn. Then what happens is you are beating yourself up, right? So maybe you wake up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and you're like, Robin, you're ruining your fertility. What are you doing? It's just making us more stressed. Like it's just making us feel absolutely worse. Then we wake up. Then we don't do perfectly on our diet. Then we beat ourselves up again. Then we're so stressed from that that then we wake up again in the middle of the night and then we crave more carbs and more sugar. And then it's like this vicious cycle that everything starts going downhill, right? So what do you do if you are caught in this cycle of doing all of these things? There's like financial pressure. There's, you know, this feeling of anxiety, like you're not having any time to really connect with your husband or even just take a break and have a bubble bath because you are just doing all of the things that you think you need to do and it's not working. The number one thing I would do is work on looking after myself. Because when you go from like this kind of like bottom up approach or like top down approach, like the opposite way, and you say, actually, I'm going to start by just looking after myself and making myself feel better, like prioritizing myself, which is not like I'm just going to start having some bubble baths because that's just adding another thing to the to-do list. It actually looks more like I need to prioritize my emotional and physical health 
And that means that acupuncture is not serving me right now. So this is as an example, right? I actually think acupuncture is great, but if you know it's just filling you with anxiety and you don't feel like it's working, drop it, right? Whatever that thing might be that you feel like is not serving you, drop it, right? How do you eat the whale? One bite at a time. I remind myself of this quote all the time. Does that look like cancelling some plans and having zero fucks about it, by the way? Does that look like seeing whether you can go part-time in your job? What does overwhelm look like? And I have, if you go to robinberkin.com on the blog, I actually have an awesome blog post that's called Four Steps to Reducing Your Overwhelm or Overcoming Overwhelm. So you just go to the blog and then there's a search bar at the very top right-hand corner. You type overwhelm and it should come up. And overwhelm looks like simplifying your life. Maybe that looks like simplifying your home. What kind of things are draining your energy right now? that are contributing to the anxiety, the stress, and things like that. And if you're doing all of these things, but you don't know whether they're having any kind of impact or any kind of result, how would it feel to give yourself permission to just not do that anymore? And if that feels really like kind of expansive and exciting and like, oh, like a weight would be taken off your shoulders, then maybe it's time to give yourself permission to do that. And there's no saying that you can't change your mind a little bit later down the track, but that in protecting your emotional energy and physical energy, then you might be helping yourself bring your body back into balance in a more natural way. So sometimes the whole reason why we end up with things like dietary intolerances is because we've just been so stressed and running ourselves ragged and out of tune with our bodies in the first place. So sometimes Yep, sure, you can cut out that food, but the reason why your body started not agreeing with that food in the first place was because you were so freaking overwhelmed. You had this like anxiety, this depression going on. What is going to make you feel more supportive? Is that going to be a combination of seeing some people, like dropping the physical stuff and just focusing on the emotional stuff and going to see someone professionally about your emotions. So a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a counselor, a therapist, that kind of person, like what is going to make you feel you feel better rather than just being something that you need to check off a checklist. Food for thought today, but if you are trying all the things and you're still not falling pregnant, what I would do is check in with how you are feeling. And if it feels overwhelming, angry, frantic, flat, hopeless, all of those things, look at, okay, well, how can I create some more space in my life, in my physical, in my emotional energy, and then see what you might be able to drop. That's scary, I know. But if it feels like you're not getting a result from it, maybe you aren't. You might check in with, if you're at a fertility specialist, you might check in with your fertility specialist and say, look, this is how I'm feeling right now. How do you feel about X, Y, Z and see what they think? And so that's, I guess, on an emotional level. And for like 85% of my clients, that is legitimately what is happening. The other thing that might be happening, and this is where like when we talk about things like unexplained infertility or just that you're doing fertility cycles and things aren't working, my true philosophy is that there are multiple reasons why we're not falling pregnant. It's not just as straightforward as like there's this one cause of us not falling pregnant. It can be multiple factors in why we're not falling pregnant. Like you may never know exactly what causes you to fall pregnant or what was stopping you to fall pregnant. 
And it might just be that you have like a reduced chance of falling pregnant, not that you can't. So then one month you might fall pregnant through IVF or a natural cycle and you might never have any answer as to why some things didn't work and some things did work. However, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. So let's pretend that all of that, like your body being out of balance as a result of trying to do all of the things, this overwhelm slash anxiety, let's say you've ruled that out and you're like, do you know what? I'm going to prioritize myself for a minute. I'm going to start focusing on like looking after myself. How can I support myself more? from a sleep perspective? How can I support myself more in my relationship? How can I support myself more in terms of the way that I'm treating myself? How can I support myself more in terms of my self-confidence? All of those things. Let's say you've done all of those things and it's clearly something like something to do with the hardware in your body that is messed up or you're just convinced that there's something else going on. The number one thing that I would probably focus on myself is testing and seeing whether is there something that we're not doing here. So you'll know that I've got another podcast as well that says infertility tests you might be missing. Seriously, I could add to that with so many other tests. And there is such a thing I do believe as flogging a dead horse with regard to testing, but there is also a lot of people who are on the low side of testing. And there's many different people who can run many different tests for you. So if you're at the fertility clinic, having a look at what other tests. For men, the test that I often see that is missing is a sperm DNA fragmentation test. The tests that I feel are often missing for women is testing slash, I guess, treatment protocols with regard to like autoimmune stuff. So a lot of people will say that uh, autoimmune stuff is questionable, etc. However, taking prednisolone and aspirin are fairly low risk. So a lot of fertility clinics will do it. So sometimes it's worth just trying. But I do recommend if you've done the things and it's not working, those are two areas that you might look at with tests. So let's say that you've run all the tests at your fertility clinic. A few other people who you can see who can help you with different types of tests are, for example, a naturopath or a nutritionist. One test that they might run is a test called the Dutch test that will track your hormones on different levels. And even some medical doctors, I think sometimes will run a Dutch test, but it's a much more accurate way of testing your hormones because things like cortisol change throughout the day and knowing how that changes throughout the day can be quite helpful. And then sometimes you've got traditional Chinese medicine practitioners. So some, one thing that I find that a lot of fertility clinics won't necessarily do is really focus on your cycles. And I find that traditional medicine practitioners really focus on the cycle. How many days is it? How long is your follicular phase? How long is your luteal phase? What is How many days do you bleed for? What is the color of the blood? And all of those things can also give you a little bit of an indication as to what might be going on. So that's where an acupuncturist or traditional medicine practitioner can really help with that stuff as well, even if you only go for a few appointments. It's this whole yin and yang and balance thing that in terms of going to things, but if you've tried all the things, still not pregnant, tried all the emotional stuff, but haven't tried some of these things, then maybe those are things that you can try. And then the next group of people that would do additional testing are people called functional medicine practitioners. So the two who I sort of work with are 
Sarah Clark and Monica Cox. So Fab Fertile, which is not to be confused with Fab Fertility, Fab Fertile and the Get Pregnant Naturally podcast. You can let either of these people know that I sent you and Monica Cox from Finding Fertility and they're functional medicine practitioners, which I feel is quite a new field, but they do stool testing and sometimes they'll do like They'll definitely get you to do an elimination diet of some sorts. Sometimes some practitioners will do things like hair mineral analysis to try and check intolerances, or sometimes they'll just do an elimination diet to try and see what you have an intolerance to. But sometimes they'll also order tests like the Dutch test and other types of hormone slash stool tests to try and figure out exactly what's going on. But if you feel like you've tried everything to fall pregnant and you feel like you've either tried and you were successful and it didn't work, or you feel like you've tried it and you just keep failing, the number one thing I would go back to or come back to is trying to actually look after yourself first to try and help you get into the place of having your brain and body working together you know, activating your parasympathetic nervous system, trying to activate that, like your prefrontal cortex and by looking after yourself and focusing on yourself first to then make other things easier or to just simplify it and reduce overwhelm. And then the next thing that I would do is testing, seeing whether there is somebody else who can run some different tests, seeing whether there's a different modality that would work with you, even getting a second opinion from another fertility specialist. Why are you guys always so scared to go seek a second opinion? Make sure you're always asking for printouts of your test results from your fertility clinic to make it easier to send it over to someone that never hurts. And specialists are so used to people seeking second opinions. And a vast majority of them would never begrudge you for doing that. They're not going to be, the vast majority would never be like, oh, I hate you so much for seeking a second opinion because it can always be a helpful thing to do. I hope this episode has been really helpful for you. I feel like I could literally talk forever about all of the things that you can try. There, Literally, there are so many things that you can try, but the number one thing is to go easy on yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Don't beat yourself up for things that aren't working. I know that you are trying so many things to fall pregnant. So you do you. I have to go to a coaching call now. Thank you so much for tuning into the Fertility Warriors and I will catch you next week. Bye. Okay, Warrior, I need to ask you a huge favor. Did you know that the Fertility Warriors podcast comes out every Wednesday? So why not subscribe so that you get notified of future episodes? But also, if you liked this episode, And especially if you're a long-term listener, you would make my day if you would jump into your podcast player and leave me a written review. Seriously, I live for these. But more importantly, they tell the podcast gods that this podcast is helpful so that they can send it out to more people and you can help me help others in the process. I would be ever so grateful for a podcast review. But lastly, Warrior, I need to also let you know I am not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And the information in this podcast is for information and inspirational purposes only based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information you hear on the Fertility Warriors podcast for professional advice. And know that girl in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes please check out my website, robinberkin.com, if you would like to read my full terms and conditions.